Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm joined by Nicole Stanfield, and Nicole is talking to us today about sustainable work-life balance. Now, you know sustainable is one of my favourite words, so I can't wait for this episode. Nicole has, since 2014, owned her own business and worked to improve herself through personal development. After personally experiencing burnout, she now helps successful entrepreneurs who struggle to take time away from their business to create a sustainable work-life balance. You can learn more about her at www.myintuitioncoach.com. Welcome, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Magic. Absolute pleasure. Now, sustainable is one of my favorite words, but tell us a bit about your personal journey to finding the need for this sustainable work-life balance. Absolutely. So I'll tell my story real quick before I share that. If anybody is listening to this and they're like, work-life balance, that's a fraud, that doesn't exist, those are lies, Um, that's fine. You can have that judgment, no problem. Um, I get sometimes some really intense responses from people thinking that work-life balance means that you have to steal from one area of your life in order to take care of the other one. And I don't think it has to look like that, but I used to think it had to look like that. So when I first started as an entrepreneur, I worked really hard and I made my financial goals and I met them and that was great. And it was like, this is, this is where I wanted to be, but I found that I didn't have very much of the freedom that we look for as entrepreneurs and the reason we start our own business or the reason that we're working for ourselves, et cetera. And so I thought, oh, okay, I need to work harder. I need to do more so that then I can make more money. So then I could, whatever that is, fill that in, right? And what ended up happening is that because I wanted to be able to have that freedom, I would work more and then I would have I wouldn't have time for like personal things. So I would miss them. I would skip them. I would forget about them. If they weren't in my calendar, I just blow right by them. And then I'd feel guilty. So what would I do? I would work more because I felt bad because I wasn't doing the things I said that I wanted to be doing and having that free time. So how this showed up for me, and I didn't realize that I was headed towards burnout until like six months in. But when it first started, I was like, we would finish a project. And instead of being excited that the project was finished and feeling a sense of pride and accomplishment. I would just feel really down and being uh, saying that the client, they won't like it. 
they'll find problems with it, it won't be good enough, etc. That's what I was saying in my head. And then it progressed and it got to a point where about six months later, I started noticing some things such as I was always angry, I was frustrated, I couldn't sit in a meeting, I would be on a Zoom call and then afterwards I'd have to like just have this really like almost yelling fest where all the things that frustrated me, I just couldn't handle it. I'd get a client email and I just have to rage quit for 15 minutes afterwards because they were being needy or whatever it was. And I, I, as a marketer, it's really important to be creative. And I just felt like my creative well dried up. I had nothing left to give. I couldn't solve a problem. I couldn't provide an opportunity or solution or an idea or anything. And that was really scary because that's been a part of my identity for so long. And then the other part, the other area that I really noticed things changed uh, was that I, I didn't realize this at the time. Looking back, I was really addicted to being busy. So I was running around all the time. I would fill up my calendar with meetings to the point where if I saw someone randomly, I couldn't say, hey, let me talk to you for 15 minutes or let me grab a coffee or let me take a break or grab lunch. I was booked right on top of each other. And so I was running from one thing to the next. And so my energy just got to the point where I didn't care about a lot of things and I would try to work and I could work like 15 minutes and then I need to take an hour long break just to recover from working for 15 minutes, which is very strange because I've been very motivated and always a go-getter and very focused on what do I want and what I'm achieving and moving forward. And so to be in a place where I was just numb, I didn't have anything to give I would go through my week and I would, during the weekend, I would just sit there. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to engage. I didn't care about cleaning the house or cooking dinner, anything like that. I call that work week sickness where it's, I wasn't sick, but my energy was so low. I almost felt like I was recovering from something. And so I decided the way to solve this, <laughs> which I laugh because uh, looking back at uh, this wasn't the solution, but I thought I could heal myself in a week. So after four years of running my own business and not taking any vacations, I took a week off uh, to solve everything. And it didn't, which is why I laugh. And I basically spent that week sitting on the couch and not really caring about very much as struggling to go to the store to go and get food. So as I was experiencing this burnout and this overwhelm and trying to figure out what was going on, I realized that there were some toxic things in my life and that I wasn't showing up very authentically. That was a really hard moment to realize that I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't enjoying the work that I was doing, some of the work that I was doing, but I wasn't being honest about it because that was my biggest client. That was where I was getting the most amount of money. So I was just clinging to that client so hard because I was terrified of what would happen if I let go and if I walked away and I would never make that much money again and, and all those things. And I had to come to a decision about a couple weeks after I took my, my one week. And I realized that it was just too toxic and then I had to step away 
even though it was scary and it was hard and I didn't know what was going to happen to my business. And I lost like $20,000 and I took a huge pay cut. And luckily my husband was on board. And so we figured out how to survive with a different paradigm. And I took some additional time for myself. And during that time, I did some things to help heal myself. And so part of that was physical exercise, having something that would be a consistent way of getting exercise. I gave myself permission to take naps when I wanted to. I gave myself permission to listen to what, how I was feeling, what my needs were, where I was at. If I was low, I was okay. If I had energy, I didn't have to go out and do 12 things because I hadn't done them the day before. I could say, okay, I have energy, and but I'm going to focus on doing these three things, whatever that looked like. I think one of the biggest shifts for me, though, was meditation. And I had a lot of judgment towards mindfulness meditation when I first heard about it and just meditation in general. But the science behind mindfulness helps shift your brain from being always that aggressive, raw, anger, reactive side, which is where a lot of my anger is coming from. And it helps teach your neurons and shift that so that you can be reflective and take that pause. It's that beat where you're in a meeting and someone says something and you just, it's always that person who says that frustrating thing. And instead of being like, you can't even handle it, you have to leave the meeting, you can kind of take a beat and be like, okay, it's just that person. Or you can take a beat and then then engage in a conversation and say, I think that it could look different. So those were the big things that stood out to me. And then as I healed myself and built up better habits, um, better balance with my business, then I took those core concepts. And that is what I teach other entrepreneurs now so that then they don't have to get to that point of almost shutdown burnout where they're like, am I going to lose my business? And that's a terrifying and really scary place to be. So I'm like the If you're headed down that hill right now and you're listening to this, I'm like the ladder to help you get to the other side so you don't have to go down to that shut down, scary burnout place at the very bottom of the hill. Fantastic. Now, Nicole, I always ask my guests the same three questions and everyone gives me such an array of answers. I find it absolutely fascinating. So here comes your first one, and that is, What can your expertise do to accelerate health, be it physical, emotional, or spiritual? So I think that when we're talking about health, there are multiple aspects of it. Sometimes I need more of the physical health. Sometimes I need more emotional health. One of the parts of burnout that showed up for me is that I wasn't listening to my emotions and I was really taking that and just pushing through, um, continuing to push on, not acknowledging some of that. And then it kind of just all came out and at one time and I didn't have control. I didn't feel like I had control over it. So what I, why I tried to share my story and how it felt and what I experienced is because I want people to know that they're not alone. 
and that it can look a lot of different ways. And you could be having a small amount of burnout. Like we all feel burnout after the holidays with our families, right? (laughs) I can be burned out from my family. Or uh, when there are times uh, during finals week, you can be burned out of school or learning or cramming things in your brain, whatever that looks like for you. But I just want to make sure that they know that they're not alone. You're not isolated. There are ways that you can get support to help build whatever area that you need that support in. For sure. Always reach out if you need help. It's not a weakness to say that you do need a a leg up or a hand up. Now we talk, yeah, we talk about wealth here. And so what would be your top three tips to creating wealth, not just the financial, but personal wealth and emotional wealth? I know that you love self-development. So how do you create that wealth? I think, as you mentioned, a lot of times we focus wealth, we think financial. And I'm really glad that you brought in other components of wealth. So my first thing is that I believe you have to be able to enjoy your success. So if you're always running around and creating more money, more opportunities, whatever that looks like for you, but you're never taking that time to enjoy it, then why are you creating it? What's the point? What are we accomplishing? What are we working towards? So that can look like a celebration of something that you've accomplished. That can be success. It's moving you forward. And I feel like wealth can help you having an understanding of the wealth that you already have as you continue to grow more is incredibly important. The second thing, I think that wealth includes taking care of yourself and your needs. So if you're sacrificing your mental health or your physical health in order to make lots of money. Like I I met someone who in the 90s, they were selling all these things, phone selling, and they were making $10,000 a month, crazy amounts of money. And and then the, the bubble burst. And they said, looking back, they were at their desk all day long. They were doing crazy things to keep going, energy drinks, stuff like that. And so that is, I would consider not very wealthy environment to be in. And so I believe that to create that wealth, you need to be able to also experience it by taking care of yourself and your needs. And then third, wealth to me means being able to take time off so you can get support from others. So if you're once again, very successful and uh, you're changing your desk all the time or you're always working and you're never having that downtime, I believe that wealth means that you get to take freedoms, you get to have downtime, you get to have free time, you time, whatever that looks like for you. It doesn't have to have a certain title, but just the opportunity to have that instead of that I always have to be doing or busy or or whatever that looks like. Wealth means that it is incorporating that free time. Couldn't agree more. Some fantastic tips there, listeners. Now, Nicole, if you've ever battled your weight, what was the trigger to lose it? And what can you offer the listeners on their weight loss journey, particularly around stress? Because we know that's a key issue in weight gain and massive weight loss. 
and as an entrepreneur, you're living an already stressful life. <laughs> I am living a stressful life. Oh, man. Um, that's a good question. So some of the things that when I started working from home, I did gain some weight uh, because I was working in my back office and I was more sedentary. So those were things that showed up for me. When that happened, it was not very fun and was like, uh, oh, I need to do something about this, right? How can I incorporate things into my day that I like to do that will help me with working on my stress and also with my physical needs and exercise? So I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be totally transparent and honest. I'm not perfect at this. So please don't hear me say that I'm perfect at these. But I found simple ways to take breaks in my day. So that adds balance. And do things like taking my dogs for a walk. So that gets me outside. That gets me some exercise. And it helps me with some mental uh, health because I get a break from screens and from being in front of my computer and all of that. So those, I do that. And then I also am a Zumba instructor, which is very random. But during COVID, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to continue to take care of myself physically when you can't go to gyms and we can't go out and we can't do all this stuff? And so I I really love dance. So I was like, I'm going to become a Zumba instructor. Try to teach lessons online. Doesn't really work, but I do it for myself and that's enough or close family that I love. And so finding those really simple ways to incorporate things that you enjoy, working through your week as you address stress and as you address the being sedentary, that can definitely happen if you're an entrepreneur and you're working from home. The last, my last tip and the last best thing that I probably did for myself was when I bought a desk that is a sit-stand desk. So I try to stand for a portion of my day and then sit for a portion of my day. So I'm not sitting all day and um, having the negative health impacts from that. And so that helps me manage my weight. It helps me do my best to stay healthy. I am moving around more when I'm standing. Those are all good things. Like I say, it's a work in progress. So I'm continuing to work on that. And I think that that is what shows up for a lot of us is that there isn't a magic answer you have to figure it out for yourself. Totally. And something I learned working from home was that I had no excuses. If I didn't have something booked in the next 10 minutes, I could go and do a couple of blocks in the sun, like yeah. just go for a walk. Like that's, you know, so freeing to be able to have that on your doorstep. Yes. Now we do love freebies here for our listeners. And your freebie is on your website, which is capital M for my, capital I for intuition, capital C for coach.com. So myintuitioncoach.com. What is your freebie? So I have a balance quiz. It takes about two minutes, two to five minutes, and it gives you an opportunity to see where there are some areas in your life that you could maybe improve some balance or some things that we forget about. They're very simple and it's really quick and easy. And so you can get a gauge on where your balance is at right now. 
So if you go to myintuitioncoach.com forward slash balance quiz, then you'll find it there and you can take it and I share results with you and then give you personalized feedback at the end once your results come in. That is such a great freebie. Listeners, get onto that and help create your sustainable work-life balance. Now, Nicole can be found on Facebook at My Intuition Coach, also Instagram, My Intuition Coach, on LinkedIn at Nicole Stanfield, that's Nicole with a K, and we've said the website, myintuitioncoach.com. Nicole will be back with us in episode 134 telling us about how we can discover that we have time. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode 133. For now, thank you for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.